Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, this is your host, Natalina. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. Happy New Year. We are in 2018. I hope you are ready to rock for the year and have a ton of goals and accomplishments that you're ready to hit straight on. Our episode today is going to help make sure that we do that. Today we are going to be talking with Julie Shulam. She's actually a life coach and expert that works with men and women on productivity and effectiveness in their personal and professional lives. And she coaches individuals around the world helping them to manage their time better. So heading into the year 2018, this is definitely an episode you do not want to miss. Today, we're going to be talking about how to create better time management, calendar schedules, how to budget your time, and how to really make sure that we're keeping track of our day-to-day time, activities, and objectives so that we can be successful. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Julie, thank you so much for joining us today here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's truly an honor to have you on the show. We always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guests. So can you go ahead and tell us about yourself and what it is that you do? Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on the show, Netta. I have, I'm a productivity life coach. And I am a professional certified life coach. And I have a specialty in productivity and efficiency and effectiveness. I also have a subspecialty in working with people with ADHD. So my my area of expertise is working with adults and I help them to manage their lives, learn to make life so much easier. And I I just love what I get to do every day, to be honest with you. It's just such a joy and a treat to be able to help someone to get from a completely chaotic, stressful existence to having joy and peace and calm and productivity in their life. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. And and I speak and I write on the same subjects as well. Wonderful. So just out of curiosity, because we always um, love to learn about the journey of our guests, how did you how did you get into this field? Is it something that you've always been passionate about, or did you stumble upon it? Was it a need? How did you decide, okay, this is where I'm going in my life? Well, it's actually a really rather interesting story. I I have always been super, super organized. So that was something that I just was always doing. Matter of fact, I even had a day runner planner in eighth grade because that's how I thought everyone organized their life and their their tasks and their time. I didn't know I was an anomaly, but that's okay. Uh, it paid off for me because I ended up becoming a professional organizer back in college. So I was organizing medical and dental offices when I was a student. I worked my way through college and that's how I earned a living. So it was kind of an interesting thing because I started organizing offices because I, I somehow knew how to do that. 
and I figured things out. Now, this was before computers, so this was managing paper and organizing schedules, and I was able to actually help dental offices in particular. I worked for a lot of dental offices in maximizing their their productivity by teaching them how to schedule more effectively so it actually increased their profit margin by a substantial amount. So it was really very effective, and I ended up becoming an adjunct teacher at the local city college in order to teach dental office management. So I actually was teaching other dental offices how to do what I did. And it kind of parlayed into many other kinds of businesses. I went from medical offices to and dental offices to real estate offices and therapists and corporate, and it just kept blossoming into more and more. And about 16, 17 years ago, all of my clients had told me at some point during the course of the year that they had ADHD, which explained so much because I was coming up or having to come up with, I should say, some really unique and different kinds of systems that would work for my clients because the things that normally were done weren't really hitting the mark. So I started to wonder what is what is this that you know now all these people need this kind of a system instead of that and this doesn't work as well but this does and it turned out because there was that that thread that one component of ADHD in in the mix and I realized that the majority of the people that were really 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 having difficulties with organization and time management and effectiveness and and dealing with procrastination and perfectionism and all that goes with it all had ADHD. So I decided to make this my my work, my life's work, because I realized that there was a, a, a lot of a lot of issues that needed to be addressed and this was an underserved area of the population. These the people with ADHD didn't really know where to go and who could help. And I at the time was really dealing with my own family that uh, we had ADHD within the family, my son in particular. And I realized that this was something that I needed to be really knowledgeable on for, for his sake. And also I could help so many others. So I actually made it my, my desire to, and, and, you know, my goal was to become an expert in this field, which I have. And I love that I can work with this area of the population and make such an impact because there's so much need there and I get them. I get what's going on and, and I can do a lot for them. So it's, it's been kind of neat. So I love it. I love that I get to, to help these people. And I'd say that was kind of, yeah, about 16 years ago was when it kind of just all shifted and hit for me that this is what I'm meant to do. So there's so much, I'm really excited to have you on the show, actually, because there's, there's so many different things that we can, that we can dive into. Of course, the productivity and, um, you know, as adults, how do we make our use of our time? How do, how are we more efficient? How do we make sure that we're not wasting energy, right? And, and we're able to, uh, you know, exactly. get things done. Um, but also the, the, you know, the whole um, subject matter around ADHD, um, which is a huge topic as well. So I kind of I would love to dive into both if if that's okay with you. I first want to start with the ADHD topic. Um, I also work um, at a college and I, and I get to you know the the honor to work with younger adults, eighteen to about twenty five, and I, I find that sometimes 
um, that word or, or the, you know, ADHD has been misused, right? So now everybody's walking around and they're like, oh, I have ADHD, I have ADHD, I have ADHD. Um, when really, really there are people that do have it, that, that do struggle and need that extra guidance, right? Um, and then you yes. have a good portion that are, I guess, in they're making it up. Or if they say they can't focus, then all of a sudden they have ADHD, which is causing kind of a huge uh, gap amongst, I, I think, youth today. So I, I'm just curious, um, to your perspective, you know, how do we push through this concept of, you know, whether we're diagnosed or not? And how do we, if you do have ADHD, what are some techniques that you use to help them progress and succeed so they don't feel overwhelmed and they don't feel like they're constantly behind? Good questions. So firstly, with respect to how do we deal with those that think they have it and those that really don't, and those that really do, because it, it is a real diagnosed issue. And and it's it's not it's not all fun and games. And a lot of people are really uncomfortable even even getting a diagnosis or admitting that they have ADHD. They want to keep it, you know, under the rug there. And then there's people walking around who are boasting about it, thinking that they have it. And they, they may or may not, but they don't necessarily have a diagnosis. The key is that it's important that someone who does have it uh, or suspects they have it get a diagnosis. There's no harm in doing that. You don't necessarily need to wind up on medication or anything like that. You're not going to be in some, you know, some big statistic or anything. It just oftentimes, you know, I work with a lot of, I also work with the college population, by the way. So my, the main, uh, area that I work with, uh, with respect to demographics is college students and entrepreneurs. So all adults, whether they have ADHD or not is, is not necessary. I mean, it's not like all my clients have ADHD. It just tends to be that that's what I, um, that's what I tend to attract. And the, the thing is that I have adults who are getting diagnosed late in life, their forties and fifties, even sixties. And every time I, and I'm, I end up, having this conversation with them, they start telling me, you know, how they find out. I always ask them, how did you find out? Or when did you find out? And they said, yeah, I just learned this three months ago. And every single one of them, I have, I haven't had one that hasn't said yet. Oh, gosh, I wish I had known this sooner. If I had known this sooner, so much of my life would be so much better and so different. Right. Because then they would, they would have, first of all, a lot of times people with ADHD who aren't diagnosed, they walk around feeling like they're broken, they're stupid, they're lazy, all these words that have been put upon them that are not true. They're not any of those things. They're usually quite the contrary. They're usually working harder than anybody, trying to get things that done that they just physically can't, that their brain is just not allowing them. And when I explain how their brain is working and what's going on for them and how they can accommodate some of the challenges, all these things start lighting up for them and they can finally start, you know, having the life that they wish. I love that I get to work with college students that are struggling because I can teach them skills that they'll be able to take with them for the rest of their lives. These are time management and task management and calendaring and organizing skills that that parlay into every kind of job they might have and all aspects of life in general so 
I've had students who have come to me and they're like, well, I have a really hard time focusing. Or I have a really hard time, you know, with this, that, and the other. Yeah, they might be, you know, some of the symptoms of ADHD, but it doesn't actually mean they have a diagnosis of ADHD because, you know, in our day and age, in our culture, we don't teach people how to be organized and how to manage tasks and how to how to be productive and also have balance in our lives. Mm. It's not just about going around and getting a hundred thousand things done and making sure that everything on your task list is checked off perfectly and that it's all in the right order. That's nice to be able to get your things done, but you also have to know why you're doing all those things. It's a means to an end. What's the end? Is it worth many times people are walking around literally trying to get all this stuff done and they really have no direction. They just keep adding stuff to their list for no apparent reason. And then they don't actually get anywhere with it. And that's a waste of time. Mm. Uh, or, you know, they're, they're, they're just kind of tacking on a bunch of, a bunch of things that are, are filling space and they're not really looking at how do they want to live their life. And they're not allowing for balance be in their life. When I say balance, I'm referring to having time where you're not working, you're not having to be responsible for a whole list of, you know, tasks and things that have to get done and projects from work and school and whatever. Each of us needs time to completely chill out and relax and, and do things that bring us joy and things that, that, bring happiness into our days. We need that. We need to be able to recharge. And that can come in the form of a hobby. That can come in the form of spending time with friends. That can come in the form of sitting and watching a movie. Uh, You know, it's, it's maybe a lot of those things for one person. But it's important that we actually are able to plan and schedule when we're going to just not have to worry about anything. And I think I see that being one of the biggest problems um, in general with people is just not having that balance. And that comes down to not planning. So I kind of answered, I think, maybe your questions in all combined in a way. <laughs> but um, it, it really comes down to how, how are you budgeting your time? Where are you putting your focus? What is it that's that your time is going to that's bringing those things in your life that are meaningful, important, and and special. Yeah, absolutely. And right. Yeah, Amount absolutely. Of time. And, and you're so right. And um, you know, it, it's unfortunate because it's it's a life skill that is not taught, right? And, and it's mm-hmm. kind of something that expected. Learn how to manage your time. Learn how to work. Learn how to run a family. Learn how to do this. Learn how to have me time. Learn how. And, you know, and of course you have to kind of figure out, well, how do all these pieces fit into my 12, 13, 14 hour day and get sleep and eat? And it it is a skill. It is a skill that needs to be acquired. So I'd love to know, um, 
you know, what are, I guess maybe, you know, some two or three top techniques or um, systems or, or anything that you can give us and give the audience where they can start implementing them today. You keep saying calendar and I, and I'm resonating towards that because I love calendars and I make them look pretty and fun. <laughs> uh, but I, I'd love to know what are, you know, just some, I guess the, the quickest things today, it's not a quick fix, but maybe some things that, you know, listening to, to you in this podcast that they could say, okay, today or tomorrow I can implement these two or three things. Perfect. I'd love to give you some ideas. And uh, when I speak, this is one of the things that I talk about, too, are things that you can start immediately. What can you implement that will make an impact? And I think one of the first things that, that comes to my mind, because this is what I speak about so often and train and coach on, is using some system. You need to have something where you're keeping track of where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do and when. And a calendar is one of the best examples of a system to do that. And it doesn't matter if it's a if it's an electronic version or a or a handheld version, you know, a, a paper version. Most most people these days are using an electronic version, and that's completely fine whether you're using uh, iCal on your Apple or if you're using Google Calendar or Outlook, whatever. As the, it comes down to one thing, and that is whatever system you will look at consistently will work for you. Mm. I've used countless systems in my life, and this goes for Tasman systems and this goes for calendar systems whatever it is you will use will work as long as you use it that's what it comes down to i had i had a, a client one time and um she's very resistant and i and i have to say a lot of the people that i work with at the very beginning they're just no i don't want to use a calendar i don't like it i don't want anything to control me i don't want to have to look at something you know i don't want something that tells me where i'm going to have to do what and when and i, I don't want to do that and I have to write things down and all that. And, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> that's what's going to really work. <laughs> but what I had this one uh, woman who's, who I, uh, she had set up a time management system. She decided to go with a paper system. And um, I came to work with her, and I said, where's your system? She goes, oh, it's under the bed. I go, really? What's it doing there? She goes, well, I got mad at it, and I put it under the bed like it was being punished. <laughs> and I started laughing. I'm kind of chuckling to myself. I said, well, what did it do? <laughs> Why yeah. was it being punished? She goes, well, you know, it was controlling me. Mm. And um, and I, so I had her get it out from under the bed. I said, well, well let, let's look at this a minute. And, and we started talking, and I started asking her questions. And finally, what came to pass was she she felt because this had what she had to do in it that it was controlling her whereas i explained to her and then she understood that this actually gave her control mm. this puts the control back in your lap you're deciding what you're going to do and when you're going to do it you're entering the data therefore you have the control the calendar doesn't change that on you it gives you the power to know when you're going to do what. A lot of my people contact me because they are in a state of overwhelm. And they are just putting out fires. They're living by putting out fires, which is no way to live. 
It's so stressful. It's so anxiety producing and it ends up leading to depression typically. Right. So when you can, when you can have a good clear idea of what's going to happen and what should happen, what you've planned to happen next, you can prepare for that. Now, I know a lot of people, they think, oh, well, yeah, but, but if I know what's going to happen, then I get all worried about this, that, and well, what if this happens, and what if that happens? So, you know what? If you know what's going to come next, you can prepare for that. But if you don't, and it's a surprise, that's where the anxiety comes from. Right. That's where the overwhelm comes from. Right. Because then you're working without you know, a safety net. You weren't able to prepare and plan. That thing's going to happen whether you scheduled it in your calendar or not. You might as well be prepared. Right. It's my philosophy anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and with respect to tasks, again, write it down. I, I think I probably say that more than anything. Write it down. Our brain really likes when we write things down. We remember it better and we will have a better chance of completing that task if we write it down. Um, there's research showing that if you want to have more success with your goals, write them down. I did a seminar recently, and I asked how many people actually wrote their goals down for the year. Three. Three out of the entire room wrote their goals down for the year. And consequently, no one else had, had achieved their goals because they didn't even know what they were. Mm. So... If you write things down, you have a, a far greater chance of actually having those those goals materialized or those intentions. And task management is equally as important as calendaring because the tasks are the things that you're going to be doing during the day uh, or at night, whatever. And these are things that you want to keep track of because those are often the things that keep us up at night. I have a lot of people who come to me also with sleep issues. They can't sleep. They're anxious, this, that, and the other. And what I ask them straight away, I said, well, what's keeping you up? And they go, oh my God, I, all those things that I have to remember to do and I have all this to do tomorrow. And what if I forget this? And oh my goodness, then I have to remember this. And they go on and on. I said, well, what if that was all written down? You didn't have to think about it. They're like, oh, well, where do I do that? So, I always help people to find ways that they can write those things down at the end of their day and, and have always have a little notepad and pencil right by your bedside table because sometimes you will wake up in the middle of the night and you'll have something in your head that you don't want to forget. Just jot it down, go back to sleep. I've, I keep one by my bedside table and I actually, I write, I'll write in the dark. I'll write well enough that I can figure out what it was when I wake up in the morning. And that way you, you, your mind can rest and go to sleep. And then you wake up and you'll deal with whatever it is in the morning. But that way you can really relax. And writing things down, again, in a place you trust you will see it again, will help to quell a lot of that overwhelming anxiety that most of us are struggling with. I really, really, really um, appreciate you joining us today, Julie, and re uh, really important information that you're sharing with us because although some of us might think it's simple, you know, creating the calendar, writing your things down, it, uh, as mentioned earlier, it really is a life skill that so many people aren't using um, that can mm -hmm. create, you know, out of balance, you know, overwhelmingness. So uh, just such a great, um, such a great information and interview with you. I'd love to jump into the power section. Can you please tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on you that you want to share with us? 
Yeah, I would love to. I read a book many, many, many years ago when I was in my 20s called Woman of Substance by Barbara Taylor Bradford. I don't know how I came upon it, but it was kind of a rags to riches kind of a story of a young girl who made her own way and became really strong and powerful and started her own company. And I just loved that. Actually, I read it, it went on for many more books, actually, of this woman's life and and all of her descendants and, and what that brought into their lives. It was really quite wonderful. I even gave my daughter the author's middle name because of that book. And uh, that was that was a really wonderful, wonderful story. And I think that had a really strong impact on me when I was in my early 20s and got me to kind of where I was, where I am today, perhaps. And what's one value that you've always stuck by throughout your journey? So one value that was a non-negotiable for you. I never allow myself the luxury of a negative thought. Okay. I keep negative thoughts away. I stay positive. If something, you know, not so great happens, I try to find a way to flip that around and reframe it and, and find the positive in, in any situation as, as much as is physically possible. But I just really, I've, I've come through a lot of, a lot of challenges as I'm sure almost everybody does. And I just have found that I just stick with, I just, I keep a positive mindset. I don't think of, oh gosh, what if this doesn't happen? I'm always, okay, what's going to happen when this happens? <laughs> I'm going to make this happen. And how am I going to do it? Absolutely. So that's, I guess, my mindset. <laughs> And if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it the golden nugget here, what would that be? Hmm. Find your purpose and push to get it. Find out what it is and make it happen. And lastly, um, you know, as you know, you're on the Rise Up For You podcast and, you know, the Rise Up For You company. So we always like to ask our guests, what does that phrase mean to you when you hear Rise Up For You? I think in a word, it just signifies to me empowerment and moving forward through challenges and getting to where you want to be so that you can be a productive member of society. Mm, I love that. Thank you again, Julie, for joining us. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? I'm, I'm sure you have some incredible resources on your website and um, you know, definitely would love to stay connected with you. I have really cool things on my website. Thank you for asking. My website is Coach Julie. And that's J-U-L-I, there's no E at the end, so coachjulie.com. And I have a really relatively prolific blog of all kinds of ideas and, and tips and tools for anything relating to time management, organizing, efficiency, and such. And there's a section on ADHD as well. And there's a lot of good resources and tools and materials and such that people can look at and get more information on and some books that are also good for various areas that someone might find useful. 
Wonderful. Thank you again so much for joining us today, Julie. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you again for joining the Rise of Three podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseofyou.com and take full advantage of the free resources and the benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world. We have a number of other podcast episodes, webinars, and a ton of tools and strategies and tips that are going to help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. Personally, you can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars, plus a free startup guide, the six pillars to a process first life that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share. Our main mission is to empower, educate, and connect women globally. And we need your help to do that. So please help us spread the word, spread the message, share our content, share what Rise Up For You is about, and help us help you and other women around the world. Thank you again for joining us. Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.